0: All right, welcome to uh, Road to the Oval Office. Uh, I'm Blake Rutherford. I'm here with Mark Alderman, the CEO of Cozen O'Connor Public Strategies, and Howard Schweitzer, the managing partner of Cozen O'Connor Public Strategies. And uh, we're back today. It's day three of the Democratic National Convention in Philadelphia. Uh, Mark, uh, last night we saw, I think, two pretty spectacular moments. Um, The first of which was that... During the roll call, and something you had predicted, very consistent with what we saw in 2008, Bernie Sanders, in a both, I think, magnanimous and politically very smart move, uh, moved for acclamation, a vote by acclamation, uh, in favor of Hillary Clinton, uh, allowing both Vermont to put her over the top for him to. Achieve that political moment and for the convention to really come together I really want to start there because that seemed to set the tone for the entire night. What's your reaction? To I that? agree
1: uh, I agree Blake. I think of the two big moments that was Frankly, <laughs> no disrespect to your friend the former president that was the more important Politically, it was also the more emotional Interestingly, you and I were standing there, looking down on Senator Sanders doing that. Hard to overstate the significance of that. His speech on Monday night was very, very good, very, very strong, almost sealed the deal. But doing that last night was the symbolic gesture That Hillary did for Barack Obama in 2008 and in that room and in the club I don't know what it looked like on television but in the club that was a very big deal
0: Howard what do you think about 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 that moment um, and how much how much significance should we
2: give to what Sanders did well I didn't think I didn't feel the emotion quite quite the way you guys did
1: well that's not surprising you weren't there you're a republican the, the uh
2: who cares that's what i think who freaking cares a lot of people I, a lot of people that we know what? not the american people um, Acclamation, blah 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 i mean come on no this is about getting elected president of the united states nobody outside that convention hall gives a hoot about how Bernie introduces her what the form of endorsement it, it, this is nonsense Ex- this, the, the only thing I'd say let me let me let me okay. sort of you go first come first into this and, right and I know you're gonna have the, a response I, yeah. but one thing we've talked about well no, 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 no
0: <laughs> I, I just want to ask you guys I just want to ask you guys the question I mean no. I mean there we've talked about symbolic moments in campaigns, there have been a lot in this entire campaign on the Democrat and the Republican side. Conventions are as much about those moments as anything else. And I, I totally respect the the notion that it, there's an inside the hall strategy and an outside the hall strategy. It does seem to me, Howard, that that moment with Sanders, while it Joe Public may or may not be paying attention, But the media is really paying attention and you have to capitalize on there aren't that many moments in a convention and you Mm -hmm. capitalize on them. To me, that felt like one Michelle Obama's speech was one moment. Right. That was the first moment that we had. Bernie Sanders seemed to be really the second moment. And I'd I'd probably argue again, no disrespect to 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 my friend, President Clinton. We've had two moments. This felt like the second moment. But you you didn't feel that.
1: Well, look. We, I, Can I tell you why it mattered? Go go ahead. Here's why it mattered. And I'm with you. I agree with what Blake said. We all know... Mark, you're not supposed to agree with me. Well, I'm about to disagree. Oh, with good. You, very strongly. <laughs> but we all know that most of America isn't paying attention to this, and they aren't even listening to this podcast, if you can imagine that. Not yet, Mark. Not yet. It's, it's It coming. hasn't gone. Does a podcast go viral? I <laughs> yes. don't know how this thing works. Yeah. He, here's why, since, seriously, here's why it mattered. Bernie Sanders brought 2,000 delegates to this convention. They didn't know what they were going to do. They didn't know what he was going to do. They didn't know what they were going to do when they went home. Now, 100 of them got up and walked out. 1900 of them or more are the exact count, that moment sent them home to campaign for Hillary. And and that's why it matters, because they are the activists where they live. They are the people who are now going to go back and make the phone calls and knock on the doors. And that's how this thing is going to get won if it does. And that's why, much more, I thought, than Bill Clinton's speech, that that was what the convention's actually for.
2: I guess maybe it's that we are now halfway, more than halfway through our second week of convention well, hearing. I've, I've grown <laughs> tired. <laughs> tired. Oh, right. That's what I was going to say. Howard's tired. He's jaded. He, went, right. he
0: needs a vacation. I'm cynical
1: yeah. at this point. Well, when people I, say to me, date,
2: Two, I say no day six <laughs> right. I think that it's so much more important what is going to happen in the debates down the road Absolutely. when it's mano a mano than any of this nonsense I think conventions are in, in the world of 24-7 media I think these things have become antiquated as a as a show the political yeah. pageantry of it yeah. Doesn't matter like it like it once did. I just think it's very different. I couldn't agree more, and I'm not supposed to agree with you. But what I'm trying
1: to tell you is that given that there was a convention in Philadelphia this yeah. week, that was a big deal at the convention. I being on day seven now with yeah. you of this. I would cancel the 2020 conventions
2: right now. <laughs> Seriously. Right? <laughs> Not the parties, just the convention. Just the convention. Uh, so uh,
0: in thinking about, I, w- I want to pivot to Bill Clinton's speech last night. Um, Howard because, didn't like it. Yeah, Howard didn't like it. We know that to be true. Um, but in, in, in the context, Mark, of what you saw in that speech, you and I had a conversation um, earlier in the day about what to expect from that speech and what— that speech needed to achieve, do you think it got there?
1: It got at least halfway there. The first 25 minutes of that speech were risky. And how it played across the country, if people were paying attention at all, I think is a little bit unclear. It, it was darn interesting to hear President Clinton open with the love of his life when the whole country knows that there have been issues in that marriage. But they are still married. They did get through it. That was the point. It was the unspoken point. And that part that part was tricky. The last 25 minutes when he was talking about what she's done and what she's going to do, I thought was very, very strong. Howard, what would you think?
2: Well, I guess, you know, obviously they debated endlessly, endlessly what he was going to get up there and say. And these are smart people. And, and very, they polled it. Yeah, oh, there's no question. And the polling must have shown that that was the way to, to most effectively resonate. But um, I thought it was very effective in terms of Hillary's professional resume. And, and, Look, I think that's that's genuine. I, my reaction to it, as somebody who is not necessarily uh, predisposed to, <laughs> to like her, is is it was genuine. Um, but the other part of it was totally disingenuous, and it.
1: Okay. I don't know how you can judge that. I don't know how you well, can judge the sincerity of Bill Clinton up on that stage last night. Whether it presented... As somebody said afterwards, I, Bill Clinton is the best ever at faking authenticity. And what's really going on... Well, I, I would here's the thing, I quarrel Mark, with disingenuous. How it played, I don't know. Here's
2: the thing. And I don't want to take us down into the gutter, but I think the way I would say it is... If you are the average if you're any American, if you're anybody watching that speech, there is a name that keeps popping up in your head as he's talking yep. about the love of his life. No question. The initials are ML. No question. And how can you how well, how I mean, can you be because
1: it's there and they had to do something with it. Right. And but that doesn't
0: mean that it was authentic or well, it wasn't authentic to you, right? I mean, I think that's That's, what the, I'm, that's the great yeah, debate, right? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, yeah. I think I think the, the great unknown of this speech, and actually, I was, as I was walking around Philadelphia today, I I, I bumped into uh, the the master of all things, Steve Cozen, and <laughs> we were, and and he, he wanted to offer his reflections on Bill Clinton's speech, and, um, and he his reaction was, "There's criticism over the context of the speech." He said, "My reaction was." that it humanized her it had nothing to do with him my takeaway was it helped humanize her which is a real challenge that the electorate has with her they don't relate to her in the same way that quite frankly i think the clinton campaign would like for them to relate to her and I wanted to get your reactions to that. Was well, the speech about him? Because one of, our, one of our concerns was always, who's the speech going to be about, Bill Clinton or Hillary Clinton? So Who at, was the speech at, about at last the night, risk
1: Mark? of offending your friend, my view of Bill Clinton's speech, my view of the place that that speech occupied in this convention was— we just had to get through it. Talk, I completely and agree. we got through it. So that's it, the bottom line, yeah, Howard. We just I just had agree. to get through
0: it. Yeah, Howard. I want to I, I want to come to you because it's it's really funny having been down there for two nights. Um, it really seems like, and I was I was sharing some messages with some friends last night. It really seems like the first two days of this convention were just get through them. Right, we had we had. I, I talked about earlier. We had the Michelle Obama moment, but you still had to get through that. We, you know, you, she had to deliver, which you and I both know she's fully capable of and did. But you had to get through the first two days. You had to get through the roll call. You had to get through the the issues over the platform. You had to deal with the Debbie Wasserman Schultz issue. You had to get the Bernie people yeah. in the yeah. convention mixing with the Clinton people and see if they could all behave. Right we're through that Howard um, now we're on to day three and day three is Barack Obama's day yeah, a, what do you think about d-
2: does the dynamic change a little bit that was think? a great um, way of shifting the conversation away from your friend Bill Clinton but um, <laughs> but, we now, got through it. Uh, uh, he got through it um, got through which it. I agree that's all they were trying to do yeah. um, I mean look and it was is, only
1: 50 minutes not bad yeah, well, well this, I said 48. That yeah, was my that was yeah.
2: my prediction. This is the um, today's the star today's power the day. day, Biden and Obama, um, and yeah, today's the big day. And and I think I think now the concern is don't overshadow Hillary because you you can say whatever you want, and we just did about getting through last night. President Clinton is a superstar. Nobody can speak as effectively as Bill Clinton, including, by the way, Barack Obama. But Barack Obama is the president of the United States, and he, too, is a great orator. I think Biden will give a great speech when when he speaks. Um, But I think now, how do you set up Hillary for Thursday night? Because... I don't know talking to people around town they're more excited about tonight by far than they are about thursday night well it's really interesting mark i wanted to get your reaction to that because
0: it it it, as i was walking around philadelphia this morning and in talking to people and engaging with them everything i keep hearing is tonight is the night and while that for the democrats feels great to howard's point It's not exactly where I think you want all of the emphasis and attention necessarily, but I want to get your reaction. Unless it gets you elected.
1: Unless it gets you elected. She, our nominee, Secretary Clinton, is likely to be overshadowed by some of the speeches that came before. It's not her great strength. She could rise to the occasion, and I'm rooting for her. But she may well be overshadowed, and I promise you, and you know her far better than I do, Blake, I promise you, if you said to her, okay, here's your choice. You get overshadowed and you get elected, or you're the star and you don't, not a hard decision. And sure, the president, I expect tonight, is going to do this party the most good that anybody, except maybe his wife, could possibly do because he is the president and he is popular still, and the Bernie people are okay with him. Yeah, they're okay with him. He, he we're we're past the risk. Yeah. The-
0: Howard, this is the. But isn't this the lesson of of 2012? Right, you all were there and, in Charlotte. Um, Bill Clinton gave the speech of the convention in 2012, not Barack mm-hmm. well, Obama. Yeah. No and question. And it's, to your point, Mark, very much okay to in the same way that we've talked about great speeches, Obama '04 being a perfect example of, of a speech that 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 lives on. But Howard, it tonight it seems to me that the value add is that, and the Democrats haven't while've they've, they've sort of taken on Trump on the issues and sort of done it on the periphery, no one yet has stood up there and really made the case for why Donald Trump should not be president of the United States well, until about nine thirty tonight. Exactly, that's where I'm going with this. It seems to me that's where we're headed tonight. What do you I What do you think? Michelle I
2: mean? gave a pretty impassioned um, yeah. uh, speech about why Donald Trump shouldn't be shouldn't be president, but and that okay. may wind up. Even though it was first night, we'll see if her husband can outdo her. She was pretty amazing. And accolades from both sides of the aisle. Absolutely. She was awesome.
1: What's interesting, just as a footnote, if I may, for the political nerds in our audience, you go back, I'm just sitting here thinking about this, the nominee almost never gives the best speech. Almost never. Not in Charlotte in 2012 and... And many, well, I and think uh, certainly goes, not in Boston in right, 2004, say, right, right. and Mario Cuomo right. and Ted Kennedy. Ted Kennedy. Right. Somehow on our side, the, the nominee the, never gives the best the, speech. Uh,
2: I think the thing that they have to get out of the last two days is they have to make the case for Hillary deserving to be president of the United States. She, I think there is a perception, which... And by the way, I think it's reality. I think this is one of those cases where it's not that perception is reality. I think reality, reality is reality. Is, yeah. this, is, this is all kind of baked. And, I mean, look, every it's not news to the world that Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton are not um, the best of friends. And they cut a deal. Um, it's not news to the world that Hillary Clinton and Bill Clinton have a um whatever kind of marriage they have um it's like they cut a deal and obviously i'm not close enough to that to know that but um she's got to make the case the case has to be made over the next two days that she has earned the presidency not that she should be the next president but that she's earned the presidency she has not convinced the American people yet that that's the case. Well,
0: and and, and I mean clearly, what it, from your perspective, if you're if you're sitting down with the president's speechwriters, where do you go with with this speech? If he is setting the stage from the perspective of, hey, I've been in the job for eight years, not that I was a spouse to someone who was in the job for eight years, yeah. but I've been in the job for eight yeah. years. She served for four. Well, what do you? How do you go? Th- how do you do that, Howard? How what do you?
2: What do you talk about? You I think, think you talk about the the late nights and and the the lonely decisions, and you talk about her being a trusted advisor as Secretary of State, even though she wasn't. Um, and well, she was Secretary. Of state. She was Secretary of State, <laughs> but she wasn't a trusted advisor of Secretary Get of no State. I think that's what you do. I, I think you talk think about the late nights and the lonely decisions because that's real. Yeah. That's real. Right. And this is what? I'm I,
1: sorry.
2: No, and you talk about uh, you talk about um, Sandy Hook and you talk about Dallas and you talk about sending troops into battle. You talk about those those moments and those decisions where you need maturity. You talk about two thousand and eight for that matter, where Big decisions need to be need to be made, and that she's the candidate out there in this race that's fit to make them. I mean, I think that's Mark. The, that's you you know the
0: president incredibly well. Um, you're you're familiar with with his style. W- what do you think about tonight? I mean, what do you think that we're gonna both hear from him, and what what do you think the reaction
1: is gonna be? Well. I think the reaction is going to be extremely loud and extremely positive. This, this is interesting, uh, to me at least. This is his valedictory address in, in many ways and it may it may be the last time you hear barack obama certainly as president but maybe ever addressing a democratic national convention especially since i would cancel the 2021 as i (laughs) said before and and you are going to hear about why donald trump is unqualified to sit in that office and you are going to hear about why hillary clinton is qualified as howard was saying the late nights and the hard decisions But you're also going to hear about what Barack Obama got done. You're going to hear, it's a legacy speech for President Obama. And I think, I'm no speechwriter, but I think you're going to hear about what he got done, how Donald Trump couldn't have done it, and how Hillary Clinton helped him.
0: Yeah. Howard, um, in terms of, and I'm going to talk about the legacy moment, because I go back to actually the 2000 convention, um, when Bill Clinton gave his speech, and there was, that was a talk about complex dynamics for some of the things that you you, you brought yep. up earlier. But, you know, I, I still remember that moment in, in Los Angeles where it, and it was a live intro. Right. He's walking down the corridor and it's flashing up all of the achievements yep. of the Clinton Gore administer. Twenty two million new jobs. Yep. Highest rate of home ownership. And that convention just went from. Interested to berserk, berserk. Um, and I thought that was a moment of that convention didn't work out for for Al Gore as 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 we now know. But but Howard, I think in in terms of talking to Mark's point about talking about the record, does 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 this become a speech where we feel better? about the Obama administration collectively, or is this a speech where Democrats feel better about the Obama
2: administration? I think it's a speech where people that went into the speech feeling like they wanted to feel good about the Obama administration still feel good, and and people that didn't don't. And Barack Obama
1: has been a Rorschach test since he burst on the national scene, and that's how he's going to leave. I agree entirely with that. You see what you want when you look at this man. Some people see something very evil and dark. Some people see something very unrealistic and supernatural, and he's, he's going to enter, he's going to leave as he entered. He's a Rorschach test for the country.
0: Well, Howard, concluding thoughts, because we're we're wrapping up on, on our time here. Um, we are in day three. We have the president tonight. What have you not seen from this convention that you feel like you need to see over the next two days? Well,
2: I'll answer the first part of that question. Um, Donald Trump. Yeah. <laughs> we haven't seen Donald Trump, which... I think if you're the Democrats, is, is a victory. This is, look, his primary was all about controlling the news cycle. And whatever the reason over the past several days, since Friday really, for good reasons and bad reasons, but, but regardless, the Democrats have controlled the news cycle. And as long as they get out of this convention having controlled the news cycle, that's, Um, that's enough. I think she'll get a bit of a bounce and and then we move on and this is all about the debates as far as I'm concerned. 100
1: days from Friday is the election. We entered this convention inside the margin of error. We're leaving it inside the margin of error. Maybe we take the two-point bounce that he took. This convention is going to leave us... With 100 days, every single day, it's going to be inside the margin of error. That's what this election is going to be. The country is divided on this question. And we aren't going to know until November 8th who the next president
0: is. Well, on 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 that note, it's I'm looking forward to day three. We'll see what happens. We'll be back tomorrow. We'll talk about the president's speech. We'll talk. We'll preview uh, Secretary Clinton's speech and 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 Good. get after it once again. So, guys, great to be with you as always. Thanks for listening. Thanks, Blake.